I'd like to welcome everybody to a Wednesday night edition of The Audible. I'm Ken Marangolo. Special edition. Special edition. That's Tim Strachan. Kevin Ricca, tickling the ones and twos on my right. We have three very special guests tonight because we're talking about the WCAC as we like to do. We consider it the best high school football Best high school football conference because we're in football season. We, we're we think biased. It's the best sports conference. We're in the biased. Country. We think it is arguably, if not the best sports conference in the country, best football conference in the country. No offense to the IAC or no offense the MPSSAA or any of the other conferences. There are other great teams out there, but Without as a doubt. conference, got to be one of, if not the best. We love them. One of, if not the best. We, we like everything about the WCAC, uh, and this is a, a great opportunity for us, all former graduates of the, the conference, to talk about um, the league. And we're, we're happy tonight because we're joined by the president of the WCAC and the president of Bishop McNamara High School, Marco Clark, uh, Bishop McNamara graduate. Yep. But has kind of dipped your toes in a variety I didn't of. No, you graduated from McNamara. Yep, Bishop McNamara. Yep. Oh, wow. Now we got to get you talking on, into the mic, sir. You you all right there? Yep. Yeah, we want to. You know, come on. You're a president. <laughs> test test. Yeah. So Bishop McNamara graduate, 1985. I played in the former WMAC and uh, had the pleasure to coach in the WCAC under Bill McGregor for eight years at Damatha, and then I went back to Bishop McNamara, my alma mater, where I became principal in 1997, and in 2010, the president of Bishop McNamara. So I've been around a little while, 28 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Very much welcome. And we'd like to welcome two more special guests. And um, I always like, so I got to introduce the Bishop McNamara guy. I'm the Bishop McNamara guy um, of our show. And when we ever, whenever we have special guests, we, I always like to make sure that they get the right introduction with the right TL, TLC. Kevin, why don't we start with you? My dad and I sharing a microphone was a huge mistake. So why don't you just knock yourself out? Coach. John Ricca, St. John's, St. John's, St. John's. How are you tonight, man? I can. You doing all right? I'm doing well. All right. You're one person away from me right now, and I don't know how I feel about that, but maybe we, we, we can... I, I sit next to this guy. I feel like I'm sitting next to this guy all the Sometimes I'm sitting by myself, and, and I can't see to my right because something, something else is blocking me. I just think it's him. He's just always blocking my view on the side. That's the Ricca head, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> On your right, and to T's left. That's right. We got uh, former great DeMatha coach, my friend, mentor, Bill McGregor. Bill, thanks for coming. Uh, T and uh, Ken and uh, Kevin, thank you so much. It's uh, really a great honor, great privilege to be here. Uh, it's a great, uh, great podcast you guys have. I'm really excited about uh, being a part of it. Uh, I, I can say a little bit about Marco uh, being an elder statesman. Um, we actually played against Marco as Marco was a great quarterback at Bishop McNamara in, in the 1984 season. We had a dogfight over at Parkton. Yeah, it was a dogfight. And uh, we, we ended up winning 14-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really a 7-7 game, and we scored twice on two halfback passes. Trick plays. Trick plays. Imagine Bill McGregor calling a trick play. Right? <laughs> no. Right? Totally unheard of, right? <laughs> we, we couldn't run the ball a lick. Not that we like to do that much. <laughs> but, uh, but Marco, was, Marco uh, was outstanding through a touchdown pass in that game. Yep. And uh, to, to uh, Fox, right? Yep, to yep. Rich Fox, yeah, who went on back, to Virginia yeah, Tech, right? Yeah, fullback, fullback, fullback out of the backfield. Yep. And, Someone uh, feeding him information through an earpiece. No, he's, no. he's got a great memory. How do you know this stuff? Yeah. I mean, you, you've coached thousands of football games. Well, 
Well, let's see. That's what you do. You, you, you can't remember your wife's birthday. Uh-oh. Or, the, Uh-oh. or your anniversary, right? <laughs> you can remember every play in every football game. Edit, edit That's now. That's I get stuck with a lot of honeydews. <laughs> you, saw, you saw a lot of great games. Absolutely. And, uh, Incredible. That's what we're going to – one of the things we're here to talk about tonight. We're going to start off the um, – we're going to start off this segment – we're going to get a lay of the land uh, from Marco on, on current day WCAC business. Um, tell us how you became the president mm. of the WCAC. Uh, and my, my understanding is um, that this is it for you. You're, you're giving up the reins. Yep. So, um, yeah, the WCAC uh, formed an executive committee uh, a year ago. Uh, it really in response to the transition of our commissioner, uh, Jim Leary, who did a great job uh, with the league for a few years. So Jim left, and, uh, and rather than go through a hasty uh, search for a new president or a new commissioner, we decided to form an executive committee, and, and I was the person that was assigned as the first president of that executive committee. Um, like, were you absent for the meeting? I like, might have been. I might have gotten in. up and gone to the bathroom that day or something. But um, no, you know what? I think that being a part of this league as a player, as a coach, uh, as principal, I've been chair of the WCAC before when I was principal. Um, I chaired the sportsmanship committee as well, and... And, uh, you know, I've got a good feel for, for what the culture and what the character of this league is all about. And, and it, there was just a lot of concern that that was, uh, that was being lost in some way. Um, and, uh, and so this executive committee decided, you know what, let's take a look at ourselves. We've never assessed ourselves since 1991. I think it was 1991 when WCAC was formed. So it was WMAC before then. So, so since 1991, we had never done any kind of assessment or audit or just kind of checked base on how we were doing. And that was the whole goal, um, was to see what was going on. So we hired somebody from the outside to help us with that. They had a lot of very complimentary things to say about the league. They concurred that absolutely one of the top high school leagues, if not the top high school league in the nation. And, uh, and they just said, you know what, there's a couple of things that you need to do. Your rules are a little bit outdated. Your bylaws are a little bit outdated. Your, your, uh, uh, your principles and philosophies are a little bit outdated. And so there's some updating that's gone on with those. And uh, so now we're in the second year of this cycle, and I'm actually the past president, so no longer the current president, but I still serve on that executive committee. And uh, we've got a great new commissioner in Steve Colantoni. And, um, you know, I think we still have some challenges ahead, but, uh, but we're doing well. I think the league is in great shape, and we've got great men and women who lead our teams, who coach our teams, and good leaders in our schools. So I, I think we've got a good future ahead of us. Now, there has been some talk about, for the football aspect of it of maybe bringing the Virginia teams yep. back in maybe doing a, a two-tier system what what can you talk about with regards to that yeah so there's nothing that's been decided at this mm-hmm. point and and I I think a lot of us remember when there was when there were the two tiers mm-hmm. uh, 1991 92 somewhere in that range when when that happened um, and uh, so there is some talk about that so there's been an outreach to some other Catholic schools in the region to see about joining the league uh, the problem is is that there's some parity issues right now, right? You've seen uh, a couple of teams, a couple of schools in DeMatha and Good Counsel, St. John's now, uh, Gonzaga, that really have dominated the league for a number of years. And, and uh, when, you, when you have schools that have 900 boys uh, and, and strong athletic tradition going up against schools like Archbishop Carroll or, or Bishop McNamara that might have, you know, two, 250 or 400 boys, then, then you got, you know, there's some parity issues there. So we've got to find some ways to address that. Um, everybody wants to be competitive. Everybody wants to be a part of something special like this league. But we've got to figure out some ways to create a little bit better parity than this. 
But it's not just about football. Basketball, baseball, I mean, you know, the, the, the athletics in the yeah. WCAC in general are just incredible. The, the athletics in the WCAC are incredible. You know, I... Being in a co-ed school, I get a chance to go out and watch both boys and girls sports, right? And and girls basketball games, there's is so much discipline and, and, and defense and play calling. It's all about uh, fundamentals there. It really is about fundamentals. <laughs> women's soccer. Basketball. Yeah, women's <laughs> soccer. If you've ever watched a softball game, right? Softball games really has a lot of strategy to it. And, and they're playing and cheering all at the same time, right? Very, very competitive league. And in all those sports, we've got kids that are playing uh, Division I uh, in all of those sports, you name it, right? Whether it's uh, lacrosse or softball or volleyball or wrestlers, whatever it may be. So it really is a, a great league from top to bottom. But, you know, truthfully, where this lack of parity exists is in football, right? And, and I think that, that uh, if the league could have some discussions about everything else except for football and maybe think about football in a different capacity – um, we, 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 might, we might have a breakthrough. I think we might have a little bit of a breakthrough because it, it is a great league from top to bottom, but football is kind of that, that monster right now, how to, how to figure out that beast. So, so make it a, its, own, its own beast. Mm. So there's been some talk about maybe making it its own beast, and, and even you know the difference between football and other sports is you only play one day a week, right? Uh, other sports are going to play several days a week, and, and, and the travel becomes an issue, especially these are high school kids. We've got to remember that they got mm -hmm. tests to study for, and uh, I know our kids, even Brian McCarthy, studied for tests and did his homework, right? Yeah, I whoa, promise you. Whoa, whoa. I promise you. That's, All right. Whoa. All I can say is yeah. he actually graduated. That's on as his, truth. Shade. as his guidance counselor, I can attest to that. <laughs> All right. And, and his position coach, we wanted to make sure he could play on Saturday. So. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I, it was it, you were straight ahead of me. You were straight ahead of me, B. So, so that just, that's going to get us extra listeners, though. Marco, I had the pleasure of teaching him in middle school, so, yeah, so I know exactly you know, what you're talking about. He was good fun. Great, great young man to coach. I, I do have to say, great young man to coach. So, Marco, do you still have great guy to play pickup basketball with? with. Bang. What's that? Do you still have the erasers? Yeah, well. <laughs> he and Woolridge, right? Yeah, I'm sure you erased the number of those uh, transcript oh, rates. We, we may. Uh-oh. Let's not. Uh-oh. Right. This is being recorded, Bill. Let's remember that. So, uh, Statute of limitations. Statute of limitations have run. I'll tell you what. I'll yes. tell you what, Marco. I've got a reputation to maintain. Who, who, so, who, who does the erasing of these things? Uh, I'm just a tag carries for a friend. You did an eraser. Oh, name, so, named Kevin. I, yeah, I think you're right, though, Ken. Right? You're you're right that I think if we look at this football beast and and we have the potential to invite some schools, maybe from even a far-reaching area. Who knows? You know, maybe there could be. Uh, some kind of super conference, right? We see the realignment that's going on in college sports, right? Well, why not begin to think about it in our level, too? As, as a, a president, outgoing president of the, of the conference, what's one thing that you're like super proud of that, that, that you accomplished or that happened to the, for the conference while, while you were on, the, on watch? You know, what I, what I think I'm most proud about with this conference is, uh, is that each of the schools, we really produce great kids. And, uh, and, and at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about, is, is putting kids into the world of good character who, who know how to work together, who break down barriers of hatred and bigotry and race and, and, and socioeconomic status, and they become brothers and sisters with one another, and they go out and they, they do the good things that all of you are doing in this room. And, and so that's what I think I'm proud about. When we had our sportsmanship committee formed about, about a decade ago, made some good progress with that. 
In the last two years, I think the biggest thing is, is, is coming up with a code of ethics. We developed a code of ethics that we've agreed to, a coach's code of ethics and, and player's code of ethics. And, and, uh, and, and while we're still in a process of embracing that and, and, and owning that, it's uh, something that took a lot of work. And uh, we, we worked with the great organization out of Notre Dame, uh, Play Like a Champion Today, came out and made some suggestions for us. And, and I think it's given us a great start. Well. I was going to say, I'm psyched you said that. The first thing you said, uh, if you look around this tent right now, you'll see exactly what you're talking about. Uh, that's exactly at the core of what I believe this conference is. And I, I was just a water boy in this conference who looked up to all these guys and all these coaches and uh, followed my dad around everywhere and listened to everything. Uh, it's, it's, it's ingrained in my, in my soul. And for you to say that and to look around at all these people here from all these different schools that we've developed these personal relationships with, cultivated them for 25 years now. And look, we're, we're all still getting along mm -hmm. having a great yeah. time yeah uh, I, I really love that you said that and, uh, um, and congratulations for doing that Thank because you. it's uh it's, it's something that's very important to me and all of us here tonight yeah and you know again at the end of the day that's what it's all about and i love these love these young men i still think of them as kids and i was a kid when i got started with bill and uh you know it's when i see these kids in 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 neighborhoods or or at the grocery store i still live in prince george's county i live 15 minutes away from mcnamara so i see a lot of folks around in different places and um it's just great to see that they're good people doing good things in the world. So absolutely. And then on the sports side of things, it, it, we were just we were doing a pre-production phone call last night, me, Kevin, and Ken, and we were watching the Maryland Georgetown game. Yeah, as you was, were watching. I was watching. Actually, on I was delay. tape delaying it. Mm -hmm. It cut off with 17 seconds left. Can you believe mm -hmm. that? I, I didn't get to see the last 17 seconds. Anyway, <laughs> that's for another day. But don't, we're sitting there. Don't tell them what we're happened. Talking, we're talking. We're talking about. We're, you know, we're talking about the show. We're talking about WCAC, and all of a sudden, Kevin points out, "Hey, do you know that right now we're watching Mello Trimble from O'Connell, Anthony Cowan from St. John's, and Chapman for for uh, Campbell. Ca I'm sorry, Campbell, Trey Campbell from uh, at, with with Georgetown, yeah. also from St. John's, and that I was at FedEx Field a, a couple of days before watching Kendall Fuller guard Stephon Diggs, yep. both from yep. Good Counsel, yep. mm -hmm. you know, and then you and then you see the Oklahoma Thunder. We need to teach them. Something. Then you see the Oklahoma o Oklahoma Thunder. With both Oladipo and Grant, I, I don't know all the Grant's names. I can't. They all start with J. I they don't know which one it J, actually yeah. is. But I mean, but there are examples all yeah. over the place in college and professional sports of kids from the WCAC, That's right. and they're from all schools. And and we take. I know that we, the three of us, take great pride in in watching a game, maybe at a bar or, or somewhere, and pointing out to people, hey. He went here, or he went there, or I played against him. It, it's an incredible conference with an incredible history. Yeah. And, you know, it's so much fun to watch them as kids, right, when they're 14, 15, 16, when they're just in that process of developing. And, and you know that they've got something special. And, and you know, if, if they're able to stay healthy and if they do all the right things, then, then they've got a great future ahead of them. And, and, uh, but you do, you, you often see it when they first come in because they've got a different attitude usually too. Not only a great gift and a talent, but a different attitude. And I think about a kid like Brandon Coleman. I got to give a shout out to McNamara over here, Ken. Okay, so Brandon Coleman's uh, New Orleans Saints wears number 16. Big and, boy. And uh, yeah, oh, six, yeah, six foot seven. Uh, he plays the number four receiver there. Big and, smile. Yeah, big smile, big heart. And, you know, but you, you knew coming in, that's a special kid. And, uh, that's what I've loved, you know, to be able to go and watch high school basketball games, high school football games, and see these kids at that time in their lives and just know that so many of them are going to go on, not only do special things in the pros and in college, but, uh, but in life. Yeah, yeah we, we would talk so many times, Marco, you know, 
it was such an honor to coach in the WCAC. And that Saturday when you would had the football game or, or that Tuesday night when you had the basketball game, the competition level was just unbelievable. Both, no matter who, who was playing whom, everybody would just sell out like you couldn't believe. But the greatest thing is it, it's become such a family. And uh, it's yep. a real testimony here. And I think we've always talked, always felt, you know, it's, it's what kind of son are you now, are you to your mother? What kind of, grand, what kind of grandson are you going to be to your grandmother? Um, what kind of husband you are, what kind of father you are to your children. And that's, that's the great thing that, that these men have, have accomplished. And I think the values of all the schools are all in line along those lines. Uh, you know, we, we compete like crazy, but afterwards there was always a handshake and everybody would walk off and everybody would be one, one big happy family and go have, have fun together afterwards. Absolutely. I think our coaches and our players do a great job of, of showing that example, right? We, but there's also a lot of, lot of yo-yos out there, right, when you see on social media and otherwise that try to stir the pot and, and bring negative attention and, and say really demeaning things about these kids, right? These are kids. And so we just have to remember as the players on the field and as the coaches on the sidelines that we set the example for how we work together on this, how we're all family. And, and John, Ricka, you, you coached at St. John's in the 80s, early 90s, went away for a while, and now you're back coaching at St. John's again. What are your thoughts on, on, on you know, the history, the evolution, you know, and where, this, where, where the WCAC is today? Yeah, I was at St. John's uh, from 87 to 2002, coached against Bill mm-hmm. all those years, coached against Marco some of those times, coached against a lot of the people in this room. And uh, that's why we brought him here. Yeah, there was a special, <laughs> it was a special time. We had some some great we moments. Special we had time. A, a few more disappointing ones because Demetha won it so many times. But uh, sorry, but it was a. <laughs> I know you brought it up for that reason too. But and I've known a lot of these you know, a lot of these young men through my sons. You know, uh, it's it's the best. Con- I'll say it. It's the best conference in, in in the country. I mean, when you consider not just athletics, academics, and the type of people that. Or involved in the conference, it's uh, it's second to none. I mean, I left, went up to Frederick for a while, came back. I'm not the head coach or the AD anymore. Much um, more, but happier. Much more yeah. stress free, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, enjoying myself. And uh, and I get to watch. You know, the t- I don't remember the and maybe Bill will correct me because he might have had teams like this year's teams that I'm looking at: St. John's and Demantha Giants, kids that are men. Uh, you know, we have. At St. John's, we have six kids over 300 pounds playing this year, and another six over 250. Uh, um, that's bigger than my college teams were when I played at, at Duke back in the uh, the old days. Um, so, I mean, and, and I know Bill has some giant teams because I had to look at them uh, across the line of scrimmage a lot, but I'm not sure. These kids today are bigger and stronger and faster and, and, and more talented than, unfortunately, all you guys were when you played. Whoa. No. Wait, hey, wait <laughs> Coach, Coach Ricca, Coach Ricca, would you say? Take the title. Take the title. <laughs> wait a second. I, I know. Would, would yeah. the, the, the rest of the players on the team average the, 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 the size down uh, on those teams you played in at Duke? Hey, Marco. John, John only had Daryl Gilliam and Pat Ward. Yeah, well. They were little guys, right, Marco? I think John's philosophy was in order to play for St. John's, you had, a big, had to be bigger than John. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good That's one. a great strategy. <laughs> I mean, Pat Ward. Pat Ward is yeah. six six. He's a little guy. Come on. Three plus. Daryl Gilliam was six eight, right? Six, yeah, Mike eight? Brown. That's no, another one. You just one. put Three him. Plus? You put yeah. him in some seventies yeah, no, high tops. They're both the same. They both started at Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, when, two uh, of the biggest human beings I know. This is actually not my dad. This is stunt double. I called. I, I didn't. I, I didn't want to call home. I was, I was nervous about Wayne it. Wayne Holmes was about three thirty-five. Right? 
<laughs> on a good day? We can, we can line you guys up against those guys next week if you like. <laughs> that would be one sad football game, I'll tell you. I know, pa- I know Pastor wants to play. No, this is it's a great league, and I'm happy to be back a part of it. And uh, excited about Saturday's game; it brings back memories, you know. So, so let, let's transition to yeah. that. Now, I was gonna I was gonna do one thing for this because we just had Veterans Day. I was gonna ask everybody here: uh, anyone in here uh, serve in the military uh, currently or before, prior to now? Anyone here have a family member who served in the military prior uh, now or prior to now? Anyone here have a, have a friend who served in the military prior to now? I just want to make sure we all remember that. These, these are the greatest people we, we are surrounded by. Um, we don't want to let Veterans Day on this show get by without remembering that. Uh, and, and with all the crap going on in the news today, who cares uh, who some of these people are? The only people we care about are our friends and our family who wear the uniform. That's awesome. Yep. And so yep. happy Veterans go, Day to go, all of them. Yep. And, and uh, that was going to be my Raymar Williams, uh, Ramar Williams uh, segue because... Um, I'm, I'm super proud from, from a Bishop McNamara standpoint. We got a, uh, a, a, a talk about Ramar. Yep. So Ramar Williams is uh, is a plebe. He's actually at uh, Naval Academy Prep School this year. Yep. Uh, was our quarterback at McNamara, four year starter. Um, became the number two all time passer in Maryland State history. Uh, had he not missed a couple of games in his senior year, he would he would have won that. And uh, but again, a great kid of character, super athlete, uh, smart quarterback. Um, when Ramar Williams made his decision and uh, on signing day announced that he was going to the Naval Academy, he, he said something that made me so proud. He said, you know what, this isn't, isn't a decision that's just about the next four years. This decision is about the next 40 years. Yep. And, and that's, I think, the kind of maturity and character that exists in our league. And let me add to that. Let me tell you my story about Ramar. When he was going after the record that he was trying to break, it belonged to my youngest son, Keith, who was mm. clearly the best passer of the mm. record boys. And, uh, <laughs> clearly. Oh, clearly. Tough day, Kevin. <laughs> no, Keith, Keith, played for me, Keith played for me up in Frederick. He didn't do it in the WCAC or the WMAC. It's a world of difference. And we, we actually communicated with Ramon mm. on, the, on Facebook. Keith, mm. I think, might have texted him and wished him luck. And then in the middle of the season, he was going to get that record, and he got hurt, and it was... A shame, but still, he should be proud of what he did in the WCAC is remarkable. Yeah. And, uh, Let me just add to that. He uh, emailed my brother Keith, who was first, mm. and uh, the, uh, Joe. Joe Hayden was mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. And within the email, he sent the email to Joe Hayden and to Keith Ricker and said, it's looking like I'm going to um, break this record, Maryland State passing record. It would be really awesome for me if the two of you could be present. Well. And sent that email out to my little brother who called me instantly. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> uh, we all know where we came from. And uh, yes, I was, I, I caught a lot of Keith's plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running back was always looking to know if there was a football at the game that night. Um, we, we know what the deal was. My brother know the deal, knew what the deal was. He had a great career, not taking anything away from that, but we truly respected Ray Mars' career. And for him to reach out to Joe Hayden and Keith Rick and say, I would like you guys to be a part of this. Quote, so you guys can get your shine. Mm. Uh, he was looking to make sure two other guys were honored that evening uh, as well that's as cool. him. That's that, is, that, is, yeah. that is at the fiber of what we're talking about yeah, here tonight. That's the family that, that Bill was, That was super about. special. That's multiple yeah. generations. Absolutely. Multiple right generations. Absolutely. Multiple generations. That, 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 hence the segue because uh, it happens to be the 25th anniversary uh, this week. Is it this week or was yeah. it last week? Yeah, it was, yeah, roughly it was this, this week. week. The two of you guys faced off. Why don't you guys? Mm. Why don't you guys? As sophomores, uh, everybody, I, was, I was the quarterback was for Dematha. Kevin was the quarterback for St. John's. Brian McCarthy. We were in the uh, 
the the title game held at Parkdale. That was yeah. the, it. Was the first or second year of the whole playoff system? First year, first year of the playoff first year system. Of the actual uh, playoff. Yeah, system. and McNamara was in it, right. I believe. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. it ended up being uh, St. John's versus Dematha, which is what it is this year. And uh, that's one of the main reasons why we have John and 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 Bill with us tonight to Hell to yeah. reminisce the great Dematha win. Nineteen ninety one. Wait, that's not, not why. Nineteen ninety one. I, I thought, thought we were celebrating nineteen eighty nine. Wait a second. I, I, th- yeah. I thought we were talking about nineteen eighty nine. I lied to you. We were talking about ninety one. Oh. We, we got to go back and give John the kudos. Though. The, the eighty nine St. John's team was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yep. Um, a little history because I've been around for a long time. Nineteen eighty nine. John can fill in. The math was up right before the half, and we went out in a trips formation. And uh, we had a left-handed quarterback named Danny Crowley, and John brought the corner blitz. And he got sacked from behind. He dropped the ball. Kevin Plank picked up the ball and ran in and scored a touchdown. Okay. He'll never amount to anything. We came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we came back in the second. John came back in the second half, and John was noted for his trick plays. And you had to prepare all week for whatever John would come up with because you never knew what it was going to be from week to week. And his trick play that week was snapping the ball through the quarterback's legs directly to the fullback. The fullback happened to be Kevin Plank, went off tackle, scored again. And his third touchdown that Kevin Plank scored was a pass into the flat. So, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, we totally got uh, destroyed that uh, day. And John, John and St. John's had a Bill's a very gracious day. winner. His record against me was, I think, 15-3. and three. So uh, <laughs> we'll take that one. But, by the way, I, my wife wouldn't let me go to Atlantic City right after the game. But everything worked that day. It took, and that's what it took to beat DeMatha then. And, and it... And it Maybe now, still, you have to have a, a special team and you have to have everything uh, click right, and that's what we're hoping happens uh, this Saturday. I remember, Kevin, you and I were water boys for St. John's for that game. Sure, post-Maplewood game. And that was the first time I met you. Well, I gave Bill, you an assistant And position. you were a little worried I why I was on St. John's sidelines as a, as, a, as, a, as a water boy. Oh, you killed me. I was worried about you and Brian. He came off the field and went recruiting right away. I said, what in the world is going on? <laughs> Who drove Brian Kevin McCarthy Stegler. to see John? Who drove Brian McCarthy? Johnny Dessler. Johnny Dessler. Yep. Johnny Dessler, one of the one of the greatest. He caught a pass. That one game, of the greatest of all time. Right. Yep. He was, one of the greatest uh, of all time. He was. He was my. He was my hero. And, he, uh, he was my boy. Uh, and hero I did say for sure. And I'll, I'll give him another one uh, at the Hall of Fame ceremony two years ago. I said uh, the best thing about this is uh, Johnny Dessler. I told Johnny Dessler in the hallway that I wore number twelve because he wore number twelve, and Johnny Dessler looked directly at me and said. I wore number twelve. <laughs> unfortunately, he unfortunately unfortunately he was on the dais. And when I said this out loud, the language coming from behind me, the whole crowd was in front, but the language coming from behind. Kevin me, had that tear coming out of his eye, and all of a sudden it Good sucked Lord. it right back up. But I do know this. Hold on one second, Dad. I know we never should have shared this. <laughs> no, this is the best. This is the this is the best thing. But what I remember, seen. Coach McGregor was growing up at St. Jane Deschanel, and a lot of people don't know this that our families coincided at St. Jane Deshano a long time before this high school rivalry happened. We were at a billion soccer, softball, you name it. We were there. We were all looking at each other like, yeah, we we got to be here. (laughs) John John and I co-coached a sixth grade girls softball team. Actually, that was was my wife, but I was was just (laughs) along for that. I was the water boy on that team. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we go back an awful long way. And our, our children you know, all went to uh, St. Jane de Chandel together and grew up together. And 
We're best friends, played on the same uh, CYO basketball teams. And now that I've directed it away from the 25th anniversary game, that uh, <laughs> we were right. less successful. And let's speaking talk about of that. that. Speaking of that un- incredible 7 nothing win by DeMatha, uh, what, what is it about that game that, that you, John Ricca, and you, Bill McGregor, remember the most, a- a- except for the very end? But, just, but it, was a, it was a great, hard-fought game. Apparently, neither of us had very good quarterbacks that day, Bill. Uh, no. Seven to nothing was the final score. <laughs> well, it, it was a defensive battle, John. What can you say? <laughs> but uh, the thing I remember most was our defense that day. You know, it was just absolutely incredible. I think you, had, you ended up with five possessions inside our 20-yard line. Uh, a number inside our 12, Coach, you know 18. I am sitting right here. And, uh, yeah, I turned just, the ball over 100 times. I apologize. No, no, you were I apologize to say, uh, we, we, we knew you were the number one guy we had to take away. Yeah. Uh, I think we yeah, missed you, a couple you, uh, field goals. We got stopped on downs. Somebody yeah. might have turned it over a couple times. Oh, God. So here's, you know, what I, here's what I remember. Oh, three to be Reggie exact. Reggie Funderburk running to the end zone with about two minutes left in the game, and we were still in a zero coverage, all-out blitz, and you hit a slant, and somebody you missed a tackle. And so... It wasn't a slant. We actually made an adjustment in-game. We had a play-action pass that we'd run a handful of times, but we always had a backside post. You guys were playing man safety free. I had Charles Woolworth smothered. With this man over here, Kevin Rick, also playing safety at, at man free. And we realized he was getting so much depth that if we broke the post, the backside post off on a dig, it would be wide open. We never practiced it. We had run digs before in other plays, but we had made that in-game adjustment, and, and once I threw it to, to, to Reggie, he was, he was a world-class track athlete. Let I mean, me there was no I way to catch this, him. Let me see if I had this straight. He waited until there was two minutes left in a nothing-nothing game right. to make that, adju- that adjustment. <laughs> Wait. Oh, we had hold on. Him on the whole made it. No, no. We were an all-out man. There was no free help. Was I no smothered free. Woolridge, the pound-for-pound best football player I ever played with in my life, Corey Smith. I think you might agree with me. Corey Smith was an all-out man and, and caught a little dig in the dirt and got beat. And he was throwing his helmet down. I said, buddy, I fumbled twice and threw two picks. I mean, you're good, bro. We're all riding home in the same car. I'm the one with my head out the window like a dog. You know, a couple of things. We had about, we had about 8,000 people at that game over Park Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, first WCAC championship playoff game. And, uh, you know, one thing that we were told by the administration at DeMath and at St. John's, keep everybody in the stands the entire ball game, right? It's really important we get good revenue. So that's the reason why we kept it close, both of us, we agreed. Then Marco came up with the, with the adjustment, and Marco came up with, you know, let's, instead of a curl, let's throw the slant. Marco, Marco made the adjustment on the sidelines, and uh, we, we had to wait to the end, and that's the reason why we did it. So I do have a memory from that game that I want to share, too. So that 0-0 game, defensive coordinator Dino Campbell I think throughout the entire game was yelling at Bill and saying, your offense needs to score one. You need to give us one. And I think Dino might have thrown up on the sidelines that game too. But yeah, that's, well, that's all he kept asking for. You just got to give me one. I need one. Well, I just wanted to pack it in and, you know, just take our time and <laughs> give everybody their money's worth. And that's how we, how we always played. Well, I hope Dino has reason to throw up on the sidelines Saturday no, as well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad just to see Dino's Dino still at it. Dino, Dino's <laughs> a great one. Dino's yep. a good man. Yep. How many people that, were, that are here today were at the 1991 McNamara Dematha game at St. John's. I know you were there. It was at so it was eighty-five hands just went up. 
No, well, yeah, that's awesome. True. Yeah, I just counted them all. Everybody, everybody. 80, no, 87. I'm sorry. 1990. Can one of you 85 grab me a cocktail, that was please? Fresh, that was yeah. fresh, my freshman year. Yep, at 1990, right? But we, we, we realized pass. Yep. Jeff came over one night and uh, we were talking about. I forget. We had maybe, maybe even had someone on the phone. We realized all of us were at that game. Uh, now, I'm, I'm obviously I'm dragging McNamara into this football conversation. It's, it's the St. John's to Matha week. Not taking anything away from that, but the but but, but that game also touches pretty much everybody here in a, in yeah. a lot of ways. Absolutely. Um, from a coach, Cadillac the coaching left, right? tree. Cadillac, Cadillac left. left. Yeah. Yeah. Cadillac left. Just so we know, we just took the two championships that DeMatha did win out of 100 years. And we really focused. <laughs> we really focused. Sorry, and we won enough. A, we let other people have their day. That, that was the 1990 season. It yeah, was the, the 1990. We won 89. And That's right. And right before DeMatha went on about a 10-year That's right. Think, oh, yes, you we're digging back. It was Tom Clark's Tom Clark. Tom Clark. Right, uh, my, my good friend. And Junior Bynum, Nassim Penny. And, uh, Andre Kevin Collins. And, Kevin and Jeff's college coach. And uh, that was a great game. I was up on the hill at St. John's watching that's that right. day. And, uh, that's right. You know, yeah, Tom that Clark. Was, yeah. That was a heck of a game. I brought a piece of the flag. I, I, it's in my bag. But the the uh, DeMatha flag got ripped up by... I was a freshman, so I didn't do any ripping of any flags. But there was a DeMatha flag that got ripped up, and everyone got a piece of it. And I, and I do still have that. And, and I need to bring it over to Brian's house. Speaking of relics, though, the, the DeMatha had sent it out, and then it, recently it's been uh, resent. Um, is the 50-yard line uh, piece that you did on that championship, 1991 championship game between yep. St. John's and DeMatha. And um, Kevin hates that clip because it shows all three of his turnovers Oh, by the in way, the don't game. ever play against Tim Strack. And I was and I was telling Bill McGregor yeah, uh, about how yeah, much Kevin so. hates it. And then Bill was when we were talking about doing this show, and Bill said, "You know, I, I, I should bring my I should bring my my scrapbook. You know, I, I'll bring my scrapbook." And then I hung up with him. Meanwhile, here and then he called everything. me back about a minute later, and he goes. And, and I told him how much you hated the fact that you had three three turnovers in the clip. And he goes, you got to you got to remind Kevin that we played earlier that year and we and Dematha won nineteen eight and he had three turnovers in that game too. <laughs> hey Kevin, folks, you, Kevin, thanks you for coming. Someone pull the plug, Coach. I agree with that, you. Never say but that, I do you know, know this. What T? <laughs> hey, Coach. What T forgot was. Holy moly! That's a that's a James Madden. James Madden. One Ford. of my favorite Gonzaga graduates of all time. <laughs> But I will say this, with four minutes to go, I picked you off on the left sidelines, took it back, Doug Karzewski put me six feet under, someone dug me out to throw an interception to Mike Brown. When was the last time someone had to get dug out from so far down on the ground in a high school football game? Yeah, I had I, one I, pick. I, Don't just give me all the turnovers. I felt bad for you. I, I, yeah, well, like, uh, I felt like yeah, you, you needed, felt so bad for me like we all went back to McCarthy's house I think and had you a needed, terrible time. You needed a highlight. Yeah, we, it's, it's very Brian McCarthy centric, which I, I I think we all agree makes it for a better show. We we'll probably need to do this more often, uh, but I, I would I would say I don't know I I would just say to anyone who's ever played football against Tim Strachan in your entire lifetime and he invites you over to his house, be, just be careful because he probably has a highlight reel of himself destroying I you. I do, and he'll make you watch. And I'll freeze frame it. Right and he'll freeze yeah. frame it. I think I mean, thankfully I was not not obviously not good enough to play football in the WCAC, but. I was I watched this once and I was like, dude, you invited this guy to your house and you're and you're freeze framing the the moment he got owned by you in high school. Not not only that, it, you're you're talking about just a couple of weeks ago when I did it to Trip O'Brien yes, who played did. for Gonzaga. It was more class than just of '93, him, but it was him. Who, who 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 suffered a, a massive stroke and and has trouble speaking and I still had no problems no, showing didn't. how we how, how we how we tooled on him back in 1992. <laughs> 
Ken, no. remind me, remind okay, me to sorry. show you something. It's fair game. Yes, it's I want to hear. Game. I want to hear it, Coach. We have home video from our days in Gaithersburg when T and Kevin were in the seventh grade. All three of my younger daughters picking off T in the backyard to touch football games. So I'll, we can break that one out sometime too. I think they played we a mean zone coverage. You, you were just a man to man guy at that age. Oh goodness! I mean, it it was it was brutal. It was brutal. I I I wish I was good enough to have played, but at the same time. I, could, I don't think I could have handled coming over, being like, hey, Ken, you want to come over uh, for me? I'm just going to put some burgers on the grill. We're probably just going to watch like the college game. And you come in, and you're like, hey. In the 92 Tabatha. Do you remember this? Game. Do you remember this? <laughs> it, it was actually awesome. Al was there. Woolridge was there. I, I actually, I think Al walked away, and I think Woolridge was like, is, is he for real? Is he, is he for real right now? Just destroying this kid. <laughs> all right, all right. I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, let's change uh, it up. Let's it's true, it up. but I just want to throw in one second that the legendary Morgan Wooten put T-Strack in to pick me up at full court. T was about 6'4", 220. I was tiny. You look great in the hat. T never beat me in one-on-one ever in his backyard, and it looks like I'm going to hold that title. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Horrible, horrible man. I mean, unbelievable, sir. Now you guys get get a real sense of uh, what goes on in the sweatiest basement in Kensington, Maryland. Kensington, Maryland. That we we want to you know shine a light on where we're from. Let me. Let me but, t- but but just 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 going back real quick though to to the '91 game. Um, right. You know, Kevin and I have been best friends for as long as I can remember. Um, I've known John my whole life. Uh, I consider Bill one of my my mentors, my, my best friends. Um, it just it goes along with the whole discussion that we've been having tonight. You know, um, you know, memories are great, uh, but friendships are are even better. And um, you know, we'd like to talk and we like to joke and we like to have fun. But uh, I truly do appreciate both you, John, and and Bill and Marco uh, too for for being a part of this. Um, I, I think it does speak a lot to to what we've been talking about tonight. And everyone under this tent. Yeah, not a doubt. WCAC. Yep. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. It's been great. Well, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna make you guys pick this game, um, but, but most you know we're not gonna make the, a coach playing in it. We're also you know I think we all know where everyone stands. Uh, go McNamara, obviously. <laughs> um, but coach uh, Coach Ricco, you're, go, you're going to a, cha- a high school championship football game. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, you're. Uh, I assume that you're going to be saying something, you know, between now and then to some guys. You've seen just a million high school kids come through, uh, playing in important games, playing in not so important games. Uh, you know, what do you tell kids before you know when they're getting ready for a game like this? Because you know what, it does matter. I think you need to make sure they understand the opportunity that they are presented with, because it doesn't happen to everybody, and it doesn't happen too often to anybody. And uh, they have an opportunity to play in a game that they'll remember one way or another for the rest of their lives. And uh, it's going to be a great game. It's, it's, in my opinion, I think it's the two best teams in the area. And uh, and it could go either way. I mean, you know, the first game was really close and came down to a couple of plays. And, uh, you know, it's we have our hands full. We know that. And I hope we uh, can give them, uh, you know, everything we have. And it uh, should be a great game. Coach, you, know, you were still in the booth um, for that first game. Is that right? Yes. I, I, I hadn't proven yet that I could not yell at the referees anymore. But <laughs> I've worked my way back down to the sideline. I've seen uh, you in both places. I saw you. I think you were in the booth that night. Yeah. I think at the homecoming, you were on the sideline. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the booth, but uh, okay. 
Yeah, thank well, goodness I'm now back on the sidelines, and it's it's more a part of the game when you're down there. And uh, I think I have a little more to is. offer from on the sidelines than I did up above uh, in terms of you know hoping keeping the kids up and uh, keeping them focused and seeing what's going on. Uh, it's a different role for me. I mean, previous you know, years I was a head coach and. My first time at the high school level in a long time being an assistant coach. I'm enjoying it. I'm thankful for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to having a lot of fun on Saturday. I, I when I, you know, when I was on the sidelines for that St. John's Matthew game, and I, we'll, we'll take it, we'll take ourselves out because I want to get a, a comment from from Coach McGregor on this. When I was, I, I, so I was standing like around the five yard line, maybe the, maybe between the five and the ten yard line, right after St. John scored the touchdown, and they were you know one point away. And I have a great picture, which I'll show you. And it's just a picture of the ball. There's no referees, no players, no one around. It's, it's, I love this picture. It's, it's a football, you know, what, one after the penalty, you know, one yard away. And St. John's coach calls a timeout, and all the kids go over, and it's an emotional moment. And, and the coach, coach believes in that offense, you know, first and foremost. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to analyze or criticize no, or anything. No, no. I'm here to be, say that I was, like, I, I was right there. And I loved the call. I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it was what the game dictated. Um, I thought it was the kind of play where you know the game is going to be decided on a play, and you want to give, your, you know, you're going to give your guys uh, and your team um, a chance. And I, and I always think about that ball. That ball is sitting there, just a, a yard away, and the difference in the game. And, and I, I said what I said before about you know prediction of the game. I, I think it's going to be a great game. It will come down to one or two plays. I think. I, think, I do think St. John's is capable of making that play, but so is DeMatha. Let's just be honest. Both teams have players that can make a play. Um, as a coach in the game, you know, when you're in that moment and, and that kind of decision comes up, you know, what goes through your mind? I mean, what are you thinking about? Because I, I know it's high school football, but it, it freaking matters. It was, it was huge. I mean, I, I, we were standing right there, so we were wrapped up in it. But I can't stop thinking about that moment. I can't stop thinking about how far away that ball was, and I can't stop thinking about everything that went into that two-minute timeout, you, you know, on both sidelines. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Sure, of course. Um, I was up in the booth, and we were talking, and everybody – I was in full agreement – uh, to kick it when it was a th- we were at the three-yard line. It was still a couple minutes left in the game. Um, but then they had, 10, uh, had 12 men on the field, and so that we got half the distance to the goal. It was a yard and a half away. Uh, we thought we could put some pressure on them if we could take the lead. Otherwise, in a tie game, they've been moving the ball methodically on us. And uh, so I love the decision to go for two. I wish we'd call it a different play now because that one didn't work, although I know why we called it. Uh, and, and, you know, you can blame kids. You can blame coaches. You can blame There's whoever no you want. Blame. Bottom line is, Dematha made a play, and we didn't. And uh, we still had a chance to win the game. We had a punt return a minute later that got called back that would have put us in the field goal position. So that was the the, the play everyone remembers. But there's a lot of plays in a football game. Always, that could go always, always, and, always. And and, and again, I, that's why I love. That's why I love that game. That's why I love the game um, because it isn't about just one play. But it's that that's the one you remember and you think about. It, and that's what makes it great because it, it is it, that's how far away that's what separated that's what makes this game coming up on Saturday so great is because you know the difference in this game is so fractional from water boy to player to offensive coordinator that play comes down to one thing and I think to coach, and coach and coach would also say uh, when you got a left tackle like Calvin Ashley you, you think you can get a yard and a half of course of course and that sounds great on paper until you remember that DeMathis got a right defensive end, <laughs> a, right, a right defensive tackle, and an inside linebacker that can also ruin your play. The beauty of this conference, 
We got it all. Coach McGregor. We got it all. You coached for a long time and in a, in a billion great games, and most of us all know about the plays that worked because that's what built your, your legacy. Give us a play that didn't work. And then oh, why, I can tell you play after play that didn't work. Uh, but a big one, a big one. Yeah, the, the, the one that haunted me for a whole year, and I, I'm actually kind of intense at times. Um, we, were playing, we were playing Archbishop Carroll. We were over at Carroll. And this is uh, 1985, and we're moving the ball. We're we're, we're losing um, 23 to 18. We got the, we got a drive. We're down at the Carroll 12-yard line, fourth down in about three. And I called one of the dumbest plays that I've ever called in my life. I called a bootleg by the quarterback Chris Bosha, and he rolled out, and he did not have a safety valve. And they came off the corner, they stuffed them, and that was the ball game. After the game, I was so upset, I had a Toyota Corolla and went out and ripped off the windshield wiper of the Toyota Corolla and drove one full year until the following year with only one windshield wiper. So I'm not intense or crazy or anything. Just <laughs> That is a true story. And no that man is, in your world, Craig. That is one call that I'll never forget, and you live with it to this day because we were so close but yet so far away. It's, it's, an, it's an awesome time. Coach Clark, Coach, I say Coach Clark because you're Coach Clark, President Clark. I'm still upset with Coach Clark, actually. Why? I have a bone to pick with him. That's why we're here. Because he never went to bat to put me at defense. This is the trust tree, the nest. You imagine a 6'4", 225 or safety. Mary, so you need to take that up at home first, bro. safety, seriously? We got one rule, Marco, right? Only athletes play defense. Oh. <laughs> can, we, can we end the show? <laughs> <laughs> this was go home, the audible. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we kept the show. I'm glad we kept the tape rolling for that one. Marco, uh, you know, you coach under that guy. Uh, and and, and in, a lot, in a lot of great games. Now... I, you know, I don't want to go overboard and compare, you know, high school to the pros, but we talk about coaching trees. We talk about legendary coaches. In our conference, you know, that's what these guys are. Um, and you were, you kind of worked underneath them. So did you ever have to be the go-between between, between a, uh, an incredible athlete, uh, you know, a guy that the team was counting on, and, and coach? Yeah, when he tried to put me at safety. It, right. So other than trying to put T-Strack in at safety, um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know not what? Brian I, McCarthy. I, I, I remember... Uh, I remember a summer league game. Uh, we were playing a seven-on-seven summer league game, and a, and one of our kids came walking off the field, and, and Bill, in his intense way, just really went on this kid, just really went off on this kid. And and uh, we knew that this kid had a lot of talent but was also very fragile. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we had lost him right there. And, and, and I had to say, Bill, you know what, let me get – I got this. I'm his position coach. I got this. And I was, I think, 23 years old at that time and, and, uh, and learning a whole lot of things. But – you know, at times, I think that's part of the role that position coaches play, right? You know, the, your head coaches, you, sometimes there, there is good cop, bad cop, right? And um, the position coach gets a chance to come in and, and, and be that person to help build up the belief in somebody. You know, it's, a, it's an important role. And, and there are great, great examples of great coaches that have come out from these guys. And, 
I think the lessons that I learned, again, are, are character lessons. And, and some of the biggest lessons were mistakes we made, right? You're looking at plays that, that we, we did wrong. You know, we, we said, let's go for the jugular in 1989, right before halftime, right? And, right. and you would ask the coaches, what are we going to do? And I said, go for the jugular. Well, we, we should have just taken it easy right there, right? And gone at it halftime and regrouped. And, and, uh, but the momentum swung. And same thing happened against McNamara when McNamara went for the double pass. You know, we got a little, little bit greedy and, and should have slowed things down a little bit. But those are the best lessons that you learn, too. And as they go into this big game on Saturday, I'm gonna, my prediction is this. Defense wins championships, right? There's great offenses that are on that field, but defense wins championships. It's going to come down to defense and turnovers. It always does. Yeah, and I think John will attest to this, okay, as a head coach, you're only as good as your assistants. And one thing I was really blessed with at DeMatha, I had some of the greatest guys who would put in hours and hours and hours of their time, you know, away from their families for the good of the kids. And, uh, you know, I, I could never thank the assistant coaches I had at DeMatha enough for everything they did. And, you know, Marco obviously was one of them. Marco was just fantastic. But he helped in so many ways. Now, not just on the football field, but in, in, in mentoring the kids academically, making sure we were in the right, right, right path going to college, making sure they had the SATs, the GPAs, the summer schools. We used to have to call up the guys and get them into summer school and making sure classes were repeated and things like that. But, again, it's, 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 it's all the assistant coaches. They're, they're the ones who are behind the scene who do so, so much. And, uh, and just I, I was just always thankful and blessed to have so many great guys work for me over the course of time. Marco, you were one of them. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Bill. Well, former great players. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Coming that's right. Through. That's right. Yeah, and it's it is. It's a great fraternity. It's a great family. Use that word. It's a great fraternity. And uh, and and if I have anything to do with it in my role as president at McNamara and with the WCAC, we'll make sure that this WCAC continues on. It, it must continue on. And uh, and and it may ex may expand. It may look a little bit different. And you know, change is okay. We got to be ready for that change. But but uh, we will make sure that some resemblance of this continues. On. Yeah, keep the tradition. Yeah, and, 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 and tradition, I will say I this, Marco. It's a word that I take seriously. There's a lot of people that are listening to this yeah. yep. that agree with you, that are here for a reason. Uh, this is a uh, this is special. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Thank Coach Thank you McGregor. to you, all of you guys. Uh, yeah. I also was a part of the family and the coaching staff, but that's a whole different ballgame <laughs> for a whole other podcast. But uh, wow, this has been awesome. This has been fantastic. Well said, Kevin Ricca for Tim Stracking. Marco Clark, Coach Bill McGregor, Coach John Ricca, I want to say thank you to you guys. I'd like to think that there's a couple guys playing in this game this weekend. 25 years from now, I'll be gathering in a sports bar talking about how great our conference is, talking about how great the Redskins are. That's what we're going to do in two minutes. This was the Audible.